0: I don't know if you do the same as me, but I, I like visual puzzles. I like, you know, the pictures, you know, I, I used to get those Where's Waldo books and look forever to find Waldo. If you didn't, you might, may never have done that. Or those, those books that you, if you stare at the picture long enough, you see another picture that is there. You know, I love those books as well. But one of the books or one of the things that I've seen are those pictures that you get that, um, you know, they're two things at the same time. Uh, and so, uh, Jeff, you show the first one there. See if you got it. Okay, here's the deal there's a duck and a rabbit up there. How many of you saw the duck first? How many of you saw the rabbit first? Okay, how many of you can see both of them now? You can see both of them now because I told you there's a duck and a rabbit up there. Okay, let's try a little different one. This one, this one is called My Wife and My Mother in Law. Okay, how many can see the mother in law? first. How many of you can see the wife? Yeah, I mean, okay, wait a minute. You see, she's turned her head away from you. All right, and she's got the, she's got the, and, and what looks like the nose of the, of the uh, mother-in-law is actually her chin, and it goes up. Now that you can kind of see the hair that is there, and you can see that she's got some kind of hat on with the little, thing that sticks up there you know that's the deal so you, if you can see both of those you see and the, the interesting thing is the the artist that drew that called it my wife and my mother-in-law uh believe it or not so that was the okay let's try the next one okay that is how many saw the frog first how many of you see the horse first okay can you see both of them now can you see where the uh the uh, the frog is down there with the, the the actually the the nose of the uh a horse is that's the eyes of the frog and that's the uh nose of the horse and you can see it there there's a horse and a you can see both of them okay and now how about this last one the donkey and the seal okay you see how many of you see the donkey first how many of you saw the the seal first Yeah, see, there's a seal. You see, it's just upside down. The seal's down like this. And the thing about it is, once you've seen something, you can't unsee it. And we can show you these pictures. And after you've gotten this down, you can look at these pictures and you can say, Oh, yeah, I see the donkey right away. And I see the seal at the same time with the eyes down there at the bottom. And you see the seal. So you see that sometimes our minds recognize one thing and not the other and when Jesus was walking on the road with these people to Emmaus they didn't recognize him let's get into that scripture it's found in Luke chapter 24 verse 13 that very day two of them were going to a village named Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Now you wonder how did they not recognize him well there's several reasons that they wouldn't have recognized Jesus I'm just going to give you a few of them one of those things is is that they weren't expecting to see a man who they knew had been dead and buried in fact is is that you cannot recognize some when it's out of your understanding of where they are I'll give you an example I was in Egypt going on a taking a group over to Egypt on a trip and there in our group that joined us while we were in Egypt was a Israeli guide that I'd had a couple of times in Israel now Israeli guides aren't supposed to be in Egypt Do you understand what I'm saying to you they're not supposed to be in Egypt and so when I looked at her and she was she came to be in the same group as we are I said Sippy and she looked at me and said Prentice and I said We both said at the same time, I think, what are you doing here? Of course, what were we doing there? We're going on a tour. She was going on a tour. we were going on a tour. This is that sort of thing. We didn't recognize each other at first, but it was kind of like, no, this can't be the person. You know, because it's outside of our understanding of their, their being here. And, and besides that, asking them what they're doing there is probably a kind of a dumb question. If you're off on a vacation spot, you see somebody from here that is off in a vacation spot, what do you think they're, they're, they're doing? They're on a vacation. That's what's going on. And secondly, I'd say that Jesus is not how he looked the last time they saw him. He'd been beaten and he'd been bloodied. And there's no way there was any time for him to heal at that, in that time. I, I, one time I went to a hospital and um, there was a single adult that I was visiting there. And I went and I, I, they said he was in ICU. I went into ICU. I looked at his, this person's face and I said, that's not him. And I came back out and I said, that's not him. And I gave the name again and you know, he said, oh yes, it is. He'd been so messed up in his face that what happened was is that I could not recognize him. His, his head was actually out of shape, if you can imagine that. Now, he healed up, but you know what? After I'd seen him like that, I would have had trouble recognizing him again because I'd already seen him the way he was after the wreck. The third reason is, is that he's no longer human like us. Understand. Now, I'm not saying he was an apparition because he ate and he had physical things that were around him, but he is in an incorruptible flesh. And in this incorruptible flesh, we find that there's stories of him. He can walk through walls. I mean, he appears in places where, you know, he wasn't before. The, the room is locked and he's suddenly in there with them. Uh, he can disappear when he doesn't have to use a magic trick in order to do so. And, and heaven, honestly, with, he's in many places at once. We pray to Jesus. We don't think that we're standing in line, do we? We don't think that Jesus is, we're, we're saying, Jesus, I'm in line right now. And I'll, when I get it, uh, through the queue here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be able to, to talk to you. That's not really what's going on. He's very different than he is. You know, when Jesus took Peter and uh, James and John on the high mountain. And Jesus talks with Moses and Elijah. Have you ever thought, how'd they know that was Moses and Elijah? I mean, did they have pictures of Moses and, and Elijah in their wallets? You know, they got them out and said, hey, that's, that's Moses and Elijah here. You know, how did they recognize that? And, well, you see, they were in their glory and they recognized them in their spirit, not in their physical form, in their spirits, not their physical form. There was one time in this church, we had one of our, it's actually one of our senior adult ladies, she's gone to be with the Lord now. She was in a little skit we were having up here on on the, at church, you know, during the service. And she was wearing a blonde wig, just a blonde wig, and you wouldn't believe all the people that came up to her and introduced themselves. They thought she was a visitor, you know, just the blonde wig. And you wonder how Superman got away with it in just the glasses, right? That was the way it was. And said, so, then he would have been in different clothes, you know. Clothes can hide as much as who you are as anything else. He would not be in the clothes they saw him last. And it's the outside that we identify people. I mean, you can all look at Brett's handsome face. But think, what would he look like without that beard? I bet you he could walk in here and people wouldn't even know who he was. We look on the outside. So let's be honest about all of this. If we see Jesus, it's because Jesus lets us discover him. That's the reason that we see Jesus. He lets us discover him. He comes up to these two people on this road to Emmaus. And you know what he doesn't say? Don't you know who I am? You know, that's the funny part about it. Don't you know who I am? He doesn't say that. See, our eyes will not be opened at the mere appearance of Jesus. In fact, I know that when I say, what does Jesus look like? Somebody's going to point to some picture that they've seen on the wall of some church. And they're going to say, that's what Jesus looks like over there. But you know, none of us know what Jesus really looked like. It said in Isaiah that he would have no appearance that we would want to look upon him. In other words, he was not a handsome guy. And that kind of gets us in that because we've looked at that pictures on the walls and said, those are pretty handsome guys that are up there. I would say don't get so hung up on those pictures. The religious people of Jesus' day didn't recognize him because they had a picture of what they thought he'd look like. That was the truth. And so I'm afraid that we've seen too many movies about Jesus. I mean, he's always British. That's one of the reasons I think we think that the British are smarter than us because they speak with such precise English. And Jesus is always British, you know. He's never, never hardly, I shouldn't say that. He doesn't ever speak in Aramaic or anything. There is one movie that does that. And what I've noticed in the movies, he glides around. You never see him run. Run. You never see him in a hurry in any way, or you never see him in, 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 in he just kind of, he's gliding, you know, it's the way it is. And, and, and he, and it almost, I mean, in the movies, never see him smile. Do you really think Jesus never smiled? I'm going to tell you what, when they, they asked Jesus about the, that story, about the, um, you, you remember the one where they said, Jesus, let's say a, a, a man marries a woman and he, he dies and then she marries his brother. And he dies. And then marries her, you know, brother. It goes down to the seventh person on the list, you know. And he says, you know, he said, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? That's the question. You know that story, right? (laughs) That's not the question. You know what the question is? I'm sure Jesus smiled. What's she putting in the soup? Seven people died. Come on. You know, think about it for a moment. I think Jesus smiled. See, they make Jesus into somebody that I think is boring. And I'm telling you, I don't think Jesus is boring. So let's go on here and read what it says about him. Verse 17. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you're holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to him, What things? When things don't work out like you expect, they do. They remain closed. He died. Most of us would say, end of story. You don't come back from that. We've seen too many times when somebody has died. We haven't seen them running around, except for this guy named Lazarus. I got to go back to that guy. But you know, other than him, we don't see them running around anymore. See, Everybody knows that they're going to die someday. But everybody doesn't really think they're going to come back. But Jesus is not what everybody knows. Some here today can't see their lives, giving their lives to Jesus, because they don't know that he is alive. But can you just consider it for a moment? If you can imagine that there's a Spider-Man that crawls up walls, Can't you imagine that Jesus has come back to life? Can't you do so not simply because it's, it's um, not simply because you want to believe it, but because it's the truth. When that commercial, I love that commercial where Matt Damon is walking along. Have you seen that commercial? And it's about cryptocurrency, you know? And at the very end, he says, Fortune favors the brave. You know what I say? Even fools can fall into a fortune. Because there is no guarantee that cryptocurrency is going to go up in value for an endless amount of time. But we do have proof that Jesus is who he was. The gospels of Matthew and Mark were written within decades of Jesus' resurrection. These people that were called their apostles and many followers after him who saw him in his resurrected state, they died believing this and proclaiming the gospel. How many people do you know that would go to the grave, be crucified, be chopped apart with with uh, swords and, and all of the horrible ways that they would die? if they didn't believe it was the truth, if they didn't have some proof in their own minds that they had seen the the risen Savior himself. That would be like for us, hearing that Ronald Reagan had risen from the dead or that he walked on water or any of that sort of thing because there would be too many people out there with the staggering evidence that none of that ever happened. You Realize... That they were able to preach it because it was the truth. And they were able to die for it because it was the truth. We have proof in that. Let's go on to verse... Let's see where I am. I'm in verse 22. Um, I don't know. I'm not in verse 22. Okay. Uh, la, 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 okay i got to go find where I am on this because it starts with yes. I'll read it out here. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning. And when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it as, just as the women had said but him they did not see. You see, you will not see Jesus by reasoning him out either. There are some people that think that they can argue into, you into faith. I will tell you, I have never argued anybody into faith. I can present all the proofs that are out there and there's always, there's always a way to say, I don't believe that. I always, there's always a way for somebody to say, I can explain how that happened. There's always some way to do that. See, these guys are talking about a miracle that they want to believe, but they just can't believe it. The evidence is here, but they, they, don't, they, they want to believe it's possible, but they know that it's impossible. So when they think it's impossible, they can't know that it's possible. They think that they can argue themselves into believing. And what I would say to you is only God can open our eyes to, to what we need to see. No one's going to be able to convince you. And we won't even be able to convince ourselves. But we can, can, we can keep ourselves from being convinced. But God convinces us. God gives you the faith to believe and you must make a decision. You see, when you know the truth, you have two options. One is to reject him. You reject him and say, no, I will not believe that. I will not follow this person. He will not be my Lord. He will not be my Savior. Or you accept him. And you say, I will allow him to be my Lord. I will allow him to be my Savior. And guess what? If you wait, you've actually rejected him. That's because the faith that God gives you may not be available later. You realize that. I think a lot of people say, I'll do that later. This is not one of those things that you can do later. You see, God is in the business of opening your eyes, and I can do my best God impression that I can do. But I want you to know it will not be the preacher who is able to open up your eyes and let you see. And so, it will, and if I try, it'll be nothing but counterfeit, and you will know that I'm trying. So let's go into verse 25. Verse 25. And he said to them, "O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory?" And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Stop there. Even the understanding of the scriptures themselves will not open your eyes. See, Jesus taught them the scriptures right in front of them, and they still didn't know it was Jesus. He was, he's teaching the scriptures. There are plenty of people who know Scripture and have memorized it. And they do not know Jesus. And if you don't believe me, go to one of those Jesus movies. Because there are people that are acting in those movies that will quote the Scripture in those movies. And they do not believe in Jesus. And they'll even tell you they don't believe in Jesus. They were just acting. There are plenty of people that do so. It is not by knowing the Scriptures. The scripture says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God. It is a gift of God that God gives you. And you accept it at that time. And so your eyes won't be opened until God opens your eyes. Let's go to verse 28. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now uh, far spent. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn while he he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? See, the eyes were opened when they saw him break bread. Now, this wasn't the Lord's Supper. There was a spiritual element to this. There was a spiritual element, and it's one of the things about taking communion that needs to be recognized if you are only doing it as a religious rite, it's not very meaningful. But the spiritual element is, that is there is that he was blessing that bread and he was breaking that bread. He was giving it to them. And in that moment, they recognized who he was. It was beyond a physical appearance. It was an act of God at that moment that it clicked inside that they could see him now. Our physical eyes will trick us. But when the spirit within us tells us the truth, we cannot deny it. You see, you know at that moment when everything you have believed before screams to be heard. You know at that moment that inside of you that Jesus Christ is the Savior. You know at that moment that if you would simply repent and turn toward him, if you would simply give your life to him, you would know that you are going to be one of his and you will follow him forever. You know that. But you also know this. You know that if you can get out of that place that they call church, if you can get out of there without making a decision to move, if you can get out of here, you will be able to stave off this knowing and you won't have to follow him. That's what we know. And you know... But you may never come back to this knowing again. Not ever. Think of that. See, I heard the stories myself for a very long time. But my eyes were not opened. I was a freshman in college. And I heard, I went to a Baptist meeting. I was not Baptist. But I went to a Baptist meeting. I heard a preacher who screamed at me, hollered, you know red face sweating kind of thing you know what I'm saying I heard him and you know what I decided I didn't want to do anything he told me to do I want you to know there was in my own heart I said I do not like this guy I do not like what he is saying to me and I know it's the truth do you understand what I'm saying I knew it was the truth and so I had I had an option My option was, is that do I give my life to Jesus because I know it's the truth? Or do I become stubborn because I don't like this preacher? And I gave my life to Jesus. I didn't like him. And I don't even remember his name. But I will tell you, he gave me the truth and I'm eternally grateful. Because at that moment, my eyes were opened. Say, are your eyes open? pray with me Father I I pray that as we